We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. Before we turn to the Word, I want to take just a moment and honor Miss Mary Barano. Miss Mary is right back here at the back. She was 97 years old last week. Can you say happy birthday to Miss Mary? Happy birthday, Miss Mary. We love you. God bless you. And may you continue to bless your life on a daily basis. God bless you. This morning, I want to talk to you about the power of the Word. The power of the Word of God, because it is a very powerful thing. Uh, you know, I'm reminded of the story of the young pastor who took his first church, and wanting to do a great job, he said to his elders and deacons, please be sure and tell me how I'm doing after every message. And after one particular service, there was a guy who didn't say a word to him, didn't say good or bad, but he pressed him and said, please, I need to know, what did you think of that message? And the guy said, well, I really don't want to say anything. And he said, no, no, I really want your feedback. What did you think of that message? And the guy said, well, first, you read it. Second, you didn't read it very well. And third, it really wasn't worth reading. Sometimes that's what we hear. But this morning, I want us to know and understand there is power in the Word of God. And as long as we always uplift and preach Jesus Christ as revealed in the Word of God, lives will be changed. Now, you may may not always think it was a great message, but the Holy Spirit has the power to honor the Word, to fertilize that Word, and to make it bring life into your heart and into your life. So I encourage you this morning, open your heart and let the Word of God speak to you. Out of all the words that are known to man, all the words in every language known across the world, and there are billions of those words, there is no word more effective or powerful than the word of the living God contained within these pages. Of all the words of philosophy that deal with reasoning and logic, none of them compare to the word of God. Science that deal with uh, beliefs and fundamental things, none of them compare to the word of God. Matter of fact, we know and understand over the last hundreds of years, the Word has been attacked time and time again by those who think critical thinking is the way to interpret life. But we also know and understand that the Word of God has been proven true, accurate, and correct by the disciplines of man's education time and time again. I can remember the day when they said Noah's Ark was a fable. It wasn't a true story about the flood. But I also remember the day when archaeologists discovered the Ark actually on Mount Ararat in Turkey, exactly where the Bible said it was. And I don't have time to enumerate and illustrate all those points today, but I want you to understand again and again and again and again, throughout our history and our life experience, the Word has been proven as accurate in describing the history of mankind and telling us what God wants us to hear. So when I talk to you about the Word of God this morning, I'm talking to you about the ultimate authority for life, faith, and conduct. I'm holding up to you what I believe the standard every man, woman, boy, and girl will be held accountable to. We need to understand the Word is yet powerful. The Word is yet authoritative. The Word is yet living and alive. The Word has direction and guidance for your life today. The Word has encouragement for the needs of your spirit and mind today. The Word can bring peace into your heart. When everything around is rolling and raging, the Word brings peace. 
when we don't know which way to turn. The word tells us there is direction, there is guidance, there is wisdom poured out to you and I through the word of God. So when I hold up this book to you this morning, I'm holding the book that speaks the will and the revelation of a living God to you and I as human beings. And if we'll take the time to open the pages, if we'll take the time to read the words, if we'll take the time to study the word, then from those pages and from those words, spirit and life begin to flow in us and form in us. And suddenly, we're not adrift in a sea of humanity, but we have a rudder. Our sail is set. We know the direction of our life because it's been revealed by the spirit through the word of God. So I want to talk to you about the power of God's Word. God's Word has the power to change lives. God's Word has the power to lift bowed heads. God's Word has the power to minister in moments of misery. His Word instructs us how to live righteously. And do you know that's something we still need to strive for today? It's amazing to me how diluted and watered down the Word of God and our lifestyle has become in the modern day church. Not talking about culture, I'm talking about the church. Let me say it again, there is yet a standard that God wants us to live according to, and it is the Word of the living God. We need to understand those standards are yet true today. His Word gives us instruction on living righteousness, righteously, and it tells us what happens if we live unrighteously. So there's no word spoken or written that they have the same power and the same effect as the word of the living God. So look with me at Isaiah chapter 57. I don't know what's going on this morning, Zach, but I'm coming and going. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Maybe I should just go, huh? Maybe that's God telling me. Shut up and baptize some. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, this is what the word says. As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but waters the earth, and make it bring forth in bud that may give seed to the sower, and show my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void. We'll switch mics, Zach. So my word, which goes forth from my mouth, shall not return to me void. If you don't uh, have that underlined in your Bible or highlighted, you need to. You need to understand the power that's in the word of God. God said very specifically, just as the rain and the snow fall from heaven, for the intent and the purpose of watering the earth and watering the seed so that the seed will spring up and bring a harvest and that harvest brings bread or food for your table, so shall my word be. Oh, folks, you need to catch that analogy. You need to understand the word of God is the bread of life. And if you need food on your spiritual table, it comes through the Word of God. It comes through allowing the Word of God to fall in the soil of our heart and spring up and bear root and bring a harvest that will bless us and those around us. I love that analogy. But what I love even more is the fact that the Scripture says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. You need to understand there's purpose in the Word of God. There is power in the Word of God. And when God sends His Word, it's not coming back empty. 
Oh, you need to get that. It's not coming back empty, but it's coming back with a harvest. It's coming back with life. It's coming back with bread. It's coming back with something that will encourage you and strengthen your soul and strengthen your body and strengthen your mind. The Word of God comes back with great assurance, with great peace, with great confidence. And we can know because God said it, it's going to be true. The Word of God will not come back empty. And the Word of God is going to accomplish His desires and His purposes. And we need to understand that. You see, we've kind of perverted our theology in the modern church. And we begin to think that if I just speak the Word, it's got to happen. No, my friend, it has to be in accordance with His desires and His purposes. You get your heart aligned with God, and then you speak the Word, and it's going to happen. But until your heart is aligned with God, there is no promise of that occurring. We talked about this last week when I talked about the power in Jesus' name. We can't just pray a prayer and add Jesus' name and think it's going to happen. I can't just say, Lord, I want that Harley Davidson Road King in Jesus' name and think it's going to happen. The same is true with the Word of God. It's when my purposes align. I do want that Harley Davidson Road King, by the way, just to clarify that. When my purposes and my desires align with God's will, God's purposes and God's desires, then with utmost confidence, I can proclaim the Word of God and I can know that it will not return empty. It's going to accomplish that which He desires and He pleases. Oh, get it in your spirit this morning, folks. In order to know the power of the Word of God, that irresistible, supernatural power of the Word of God, we first have to align with His will and with His purposes. Our hearts must must be in a line with His heart, with His desire. The New King James says that the Word of God will not return to Him void. I like that. I like that. You see, when you invest in the Word of God and when you sow the Word of God in and over your life, you know there's going to be a return. It's not like taking your your money and throwing it down. I probably shouldn't say this, but why not? It's not like taking your money and throwing it down the slot machine at the casino. There's no promise of any return. But I've got news for you. When you take the Word of God and you speak it in your life and you speak it over your life and you hold it over your family and you declare it over your friends and when you shout it over your city, there is going to be a return. It's not going to return void because there is power in the Word of God. If I could paraphrase that and put it in oaky vernacular, I think Isaiah was saying when the Word of God goes forth, it always gets the job done. Come on, folks, get that in your spirit. The Word gets the job done. He doesn't leave things halfway. He doesn't go part way. He doesn't start and then not finish. But the Word of God gets the job done. The Word of God is powerful because it is guaranteed by God. It's not powerful because I speak it. It's not powerful because you speak it. It's powerful because it's backed up by the God of the universe. Do you understand that the God who spoke the worlds into existence can speak into your life today? The God who separated the darkness and the light can speak into your life today. The God who separated the waters on the face of the earth can speak into your life today. 
The God of the universe, by that same powerful creative ability, can speak into your life this morning. The word is powerful, not because I say it, but because He said it. Not because it's my word, but because it's His word. What did Jesus say? Heaven and earth may pass away, but my word shall never pass away. The psalmist said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in the heavens. So my friend, when you need some assurance, why don't you turn to the word? When you need some peace, why don't you turn to the Word? When you need some direction, why don't you turn to the Word? When you need to know what to do in a relationship, why don't you turn to the Word? When you need to know, God, is this right or is this wrong? Why don't you turn to the Word? Oh, come on, stop looking at culture for your answers and start looking at the Word of the living God, which never changes. Turn to the Word. The Word is powerful. And when you and I align our lives with God's Word... When we say, God, you have saved me through Jesus Christ. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to live for you. And when we make a conscious decision to align our lives with God's Word, you ready for this? We tap into a limitless power that flows from heaven into our lives today. Oh, so many people. Matter of fact, this last week, Yvonne and I were out to eat with a couple. They were talking to us about... Uh, sharing Philippians 4.13 with their 10-year-old daughter. And I'm thinking that's all well, good, and wonderful, but I knew their lives, and I knew that the power that's at work in the Word was not being activated because their lives were not aligned with the Word of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm saying you can talk a good game, but until you put feet to what you believe, it's not going to work. We need to understand, I can quote Scripture all day. The devil quotes Scripture. Being able to quote scripture doesn't get you anywhere. It's not even going to get you a merit badge. But if you'll align your life with the word of God, if you will say you are my guide, you are my shepherd, you lead me, you guide me, you direct me. I only want to do things that honor you and that please you. If you will do that, then you unlock the limitless power of the word of God. Oh, come on, friends, when times of sorrow, he gives you joy. Oh, he turns my mourning into dancing. I wish I could dance. I'd cut a jig right now because that's what he does. The power of God's word. He gives us peace in the midst of chaos. He gives us direction when we don't know what to do. He brings provision when we have nothing When we align our lives with the power of God's Word, we tap into its limitless power in and over our lives. And then when we speak the Word of God, when we speak the Word of God, catch this, when we speak the Word of God, we demonstrate the power of God's Word. Oh, the devil may tell you one thing, circumstances may tell you one thing, but the Word of God says, I am blessed and highly favored. The Word of God says, all my needs are met by Him who supplies through Christ Jesus. The Word of God says, He surrounds me with favor. He encamps around about me. The Word of God says, greater is He that is in me than he that is in somebody needs to get this this morning. When you begin to speak the Word of God, you demonstrate the power of God. Oh, come on, folks. It's time to change our speech. 
It's time to stop moaning, groaning, and complaining. Stop bemoaning what you don't have and begin giving praise for what you already have through the word of the living God. I am saved. I am born again. I am spirit-filled. I am among the redeemed. I'm a child of God. I'm an heir of the king and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what you say about me. I've got a better report. And the better report declares I am his and he is mine. Hallelujah. When we speak the word of God, we demonstrate the power of that word. Jeremiah 23, verses 28 and 29 says, Let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. Faithfully. That doesn't mean on rare occasions. That doesn't mean just when the chips are down. That doesn't mean when your back is against the wall. It means every day, every moment of the day, you declare and you speak the Word of God over your life. You declare His destiny. You declare His will. You declare His blessing. Oh, come on, church. In the name of Jesus, I declare a harvest in this place. Why? Because He said, lift your eyes into the fields. And look, they're already white in the harvest. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into the harvest field. I declare that over this house every day. God, send us laborers to bring in the harvest. God, give us folks who are tired of sitting on the pew and want to do something for the kingdom and to change eternity. Let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. Verse 29. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. I want you to get that word picture that Jeremiah painted. My word is like fire. There's nothing that can stand against it. Now, I grew up in western Oklahoma. Wildfires are common out there. Usually in the spring when it's dry and we haven't had rain, the grass is all brown and bent over and the trees have no leaves on them and they're, they're dying and dead because of the drought. Often a wildfire will spark up. Sometimes it's caused by lightning. Sometimes it's caused by some idiot throwing a cigarette out of his car. Regardless of the cause, the effect is the same. It's going to burn everything in its path. And in that part of the country, in that time of the year, the south wind blows every single day. 20, 30, 40 miles an hour every single day. It doesn't stop and it doesn't relent and it doesn't usually die down at night at that time of the year. So that fire spreads across the prairie. That fire consumes homes and barns and fields. That fire doesn't distinguish what's in its way. It just moves it out of the way. Oh, hear me, folks. The Word of God is like a fire. And when there's things in our life that are standing up in opposition to the will and the Word of God, we can pray, God, send the fire. Send the fire. Send the fire. And burn through my life and purify me. You know the amazing thing about those wildfires? Is it after they go through? It's a couple of weeks and all of a sudden there's green stuff growing again. All of a sudden all that dead grass is gone and you see new life becoming to come, come forward. When we allow the fire of God to purge our life, He takes out the dross. He removes the dead. He removes all that shouldn't be there and then life begins to grow. God send the fire says, my word is like a hammer. It breaks a rock in pieces. See, a hammer can have positive results. You can use it to drive nails and build a house. It can accomplish wonderful things. 
But the writer says it's like a hammer that can break a rock in pieces. That hammer of the Word can also overcome obstacles. It can destroy the negatives. It can take out those things the devil has put in your path to prevent you from accomplishing the will of God. Oh, God, let the Word be a hammer in our lives today. I lift it up every day. God, let the Word be a hammer to the debt over this place. Destroy it. Break it. Move it out of the way. Oh, somebody get in faith with me. Let the Word of God be active and alive in us. When we speak God's Word faithfully, positive things can happen. And negative things, obstacles, can be removed and broken from our lives. Three times in Luke chapter 4, Jesus had went into the wilderness and he was fasting. Forty days and forty nights. At the end of that fast, Satan came to him to tempt him. And the first thing he said, if you're the Son of God, turn this stone into bread because Jesus was hungry. And what did Jesus say? No, it's written, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then it says Satan took him to a high pinnacle looking over the countryside. And he said, if you'll just worship me, I'll give you everything. You see, I'll give you the whole world. What did Jesus say? He said, it is written, we worship God and God alone. And then he took him to the edge of Jerusalem. And he said these words to him, if you will just cast yourself down. And this is what I love if you read Luke chapter 4. When Satan saw his words weren't working, he used God's word against Jesus. He said, if you'll just cast yourself down, the word says, his angels given charge over thee will lift you up and keep you from being hurt or destroyed. It's there in Luke 4. The devil uses the scripture. You need to hear this. He'll use the Word of God against you. That's why you've got to know the Word so you can know right from wrong, truth from error. You can know is God saying that or is the devil saying that. If it doesn't align with God's plan and God's purposes, guess who it comes from? He said he's going to give his angels charge over you unless you dash your foot against a stone. He will, they will lift you up. And Jesus said this, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Oh, come on, folks. Every time the devil had a had an opportunity, Jesus had a response. If you don't have the Word of God living and dwelling in your heart and in your life, you're going to find yourself in a place where you don't have a response when the devil provides an opportunity. We need to have the Word of God in us so that we can overcome him by the power of the spoken Word. You see, the Word of God has power when we speak it across our lips. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying silently. But I think it's okay to pray out loud. There's nothing wrong with quoting psalms and hymns and spiritual songs in our spirit to the Lord. But I think it's okay to sing it out. I think it's okay to declare the wondrous works of God. I think it's okay to stand in my house and say, Devil, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. I think it's okay. To say every need I have is met through the grace and the providence of Jesus Christ. Through his provision, he is my Jehovah Jireh. It's okay to say he is my Jehovah Shalom and he surrounds me with peace. It's okay to say he is my Jehovah Nisi. He is my victory and I'm marching under his banner. Oh, come on, church. It's okay to speak the word of God because when you do, its power comes alive in your life. 
When you look at Luke chapter 4, Jesus didn't have to wonder what to say to the enemy. He spoke the Word of God to him. He spoke the Word of God to him. And we need to learn to do the same thing. And can I tell you that often the enemy comes disguised as one of your friends or family members. He comes disguised maybe even as someone who sits on the pew on Sunday morning. So it's time you understood when we know the Word and we know to apply the Word and speak the Word, then when those attacks come, we can speak words that defy death, that defy destruction, that set the enemy to flight because the Word of God is powerful when it crosses our lips. It's powerful. Jesus said it in John six sixty three. the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. Spirit and and life. Hebrews 4.12, the writer said, the word of God is quick. That word quick can also be translated or interpreted as living or alive. You know the difference in this book and every other tomb of history you can read? It's that this book is alive. This book is alive. And when the Holy Spirit of God takes the pages off of this book and puts them in my life, it brings life to me. It's alive. Word of God is living and active in our hearts and in our lives. Not sure I believe that, you say. Well, you need to read John chapter 11. Jesus' friend Lazarus died. He'd been sent word that he was sick, and his sister said, if you'll come, you can heal him. See, they had a limited revelation of who Jesus was. Some of us in the church today have a limited revelation of who Jesus is. We need to ask God to pull the blinders off, to cast down all that stuff from the past that limits God, and experience Him in fullness and in power. So Jesus, four days later, showed up in Bethany. Martha said, you're too late, he's already dead. If only you would have been here. Then Jesus said, but Martha, don't you understand? I am the resurrection. I am the life. Whoever believes in me will never die. And she said, I know he's going to rise in the resurrection. I get that. But you weren't here and he died. Some of us argue with God the very same way. I know this is what your word said, but you just don't get it. You just don't understand. My circumstance, I'm worse off than anybody you've ever met. God, I doubt that. Come on, folks, grab yourself by the nap of the neck, give yourself a good shake, and align your life with the Word of God. Come on, quit feeling sorry for yourself, quit throwing pity parties, and start standing on the Word that brings life. Jesus stood at the graveyard that day, and He said, take the stone away. And what did they say? You still don't get it. He's not only dead, by now He stinks. Some of you got some pretty stinking things in your life. And God is saying to you today, if you'll open your heart, I'm going to remove the stench. If you'll open your heart, I'm going to pull all that away. If you'll open your heart, I'm going to change what you smell. I'm going to change what you see. I'm going to change what you experience because the Word brings life. Life. So eventually they did what he asked. 
And then the Bible says, in a loud voice, he cried out, Lazarus, come forth. And I love the scripture because Lazarus came back to life and he came out of the grave, bound in the grave clothes. And this is what Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Oh, come on, friend. You need to understand when life fills your heart and life fills your life, he will set you free. He'll loose you. He'll not only remove the stench of death that's over your life, he'll set you free. He'll take away those things that remind you, I'm a dead man. Oh, no, he was a live man. He just looked like a dead man. Oh, come on, somebody needs to hear it this morning. We need to know and understand. It's not what's on the outside that matters. It's what's on the inside. I may clothed in a body that's going to die, but my spirit will never die. And I'm going to live with him forever and ever. Forever and ever. Those who are candidates for baptism, will you go and get ready right now? We're going to wind this thing up, so please get ready for baptism. The Bible tells me that if we will speak the Word of God according to what He's done for us and align it with our testimony, we will see Him do great things in our lives. What did the revelator say? The revelator said, you will overcome Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Oh, this is my testimony. I once was hell bound, but now I'm going to heaven. I once was a sinner bound in chains, but I have been set free. I once had no hope, but now I'm a people of hope. I once lived in darkness, but I've been called out of darkness to walk in His marvelous light. Oh, somebody, let your word align with His. Let your testimony align with His. And when you do, you can look the devil square in the eye and say, Get thee behind me, Satan. In the name of my big brother, get thee behind me. In the name of the one who conquered you and defeated you, get thee behind me. In the name of the one who now possesses the keys to hell, death, and the grave, get thee behind me. In the name of the one who is the risen Son of God, who was alive and dead, but now is alive forevermore, get thee behind me. Oh, folks, do we understand the power that's in God's Word? Power over sin. Power over sickness, oppression, depression, and disease. Power over the circumstances in our life that don't align themselves with God's will and purposes. Now, I want to be real clear when I make this next statement. The Word of God promises to provide for us and meet our every need. But if you're spending more than you're making, don't try to apply that promise. Come on. You need to understand God wants you to align your life with His will and with His purposes, and that includes your money. So get things under control, align with God's will and purposes, and then stand and say, but my God shall supply my every need according to His riches and glory through Christ Jesus my Lord. Well, that's not a very popular message. No, but it's a positive message. And it's a message that will change your life on a daily basis if you will apply it. John 8, 51 says, I tell you the truth. If anyone keeps my word, emphasis on keeps, emphasis on keeps. We've got to keep the word of God. 
See, it's not just about occasionally touching it, not occasionally believing it, not occasionally applying it, but every moment of every day keeping the Word of God. Because when we do that, we have all the promises that are contained in the Word. And number three, we experience the power of God's Word when we apply it. John 8, 31 and 32, Then Jesus said to the Jews which believed on Him, If you continue in My Word, do you know My disciples indeed? Verse 32, we all know it. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You see, we understand when we keep the Word, when we apply the Word, when we live in the Word, the Word has power to break every chain. The Word has power to set men and women free. The Word has power to deliver the drug addict and the alcoholic. The Word has power to pull the prostitute out of the gutter and make her a saint of the Most High God. The Word has power to take that dishonest businessman who's so crooked, you're going to have to scream in the ground when he dies and make him a saint of God who does things according to the Word of God and the will of God and uses the business acumen that God has given him to build the kingdom of God. There is power in the Word of God. Power. John 17, 17 says there's power in the Word of God to sanctify us. Jesus said, sanctify them by the truth. Your Word is truth. I spoke a moment ago about needing to be a holy people. Listen, that only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in you and I, sanctifying us. And folks, newsflash, it's not a list of things you do and don't do. It's about having your heart aligned with the will and the purposes of God. And when your heart is aligned with the will and the purposes of God, suddenly your desires align with His desires. So many people quote the Scripture, and God will give me the desires of my heart. He will, as long as your desires are aligned with His desires. But if your desires is for a Holly David a Road King, it's probably not going to happen. Come on, somebody, get it in your spirit. Psalm 119, 11, the Word of God has power to overcome sin and temptation. Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. We need to understand there is great power in the Word of God. Psalm 51, 6 says, Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. There's no doubt in my mind that if we will apply this book, our lives will be changed. Because His words are spirit. His words are life. Bow your heads with me. Tom, would you return, please? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed this morning. You're in this room this morning, and the Spirit of God is speaking very directly to you about the fact that God wants to do something different in you. You're carrying your sin, your failures, your brokenness. You're carrying your sorrows. You're carrying your failures. And God's saying to you this morning, I want to bring life where only death and destruction live in you. I want to bring hope where only hopelessness dwells. I want to bring peace where chaos reigns. My words are spirit and my words are life. Hear my word today. His word says, And if we believe in our heart on the Lord Jesus Christ and confess with our mouth that God hath raised Him from the dead, we shall be saved. His word says, If we confess our sin, 
He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. You see, God brought you here this morning for the express reason of changing your life. The express purpose of confronting you in the situation you're in and bringing a dynamic change through the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. So right where you sit this morning, you say, please pray for me. Steve, I need Jesus to do something in my heart and in my life. If that's you, just lift your hand right where you're at. Across this room this morning, as a wait a moment. I need Jesus to do something in me today. Yes, young lady. Someone else? Someone else? Yes, 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 ma'am. Someone else? Yes, sir. Someone else? I need Jesus to do something in my heart and in my life today. So wait another moment. Is there someone who will join these? Stand your feet with me across this room. If you raise your hand, I'm going to ask you to be brave. I'm going to ask you to apply the Word of God, and I'm going to ask you to confess Him before men right now by stepping out from where you're at and meeting me right here. And we're going to pray together. God's going to meet you in this room. Your life will be revolutionized by His power. So if you slipped up your hand, come on, don't wait for anybody else. Come right on down. I'm going to pray with you. We're going to pray with you. And God's going to do something in your life today. Yes, ma'am. Come right on down. Yes, ma'am. Meet us right down here. Praise God. Yes, sir. God wants to do something within us today. He wants His Word to be powerful and alive. Come on, folks. Welcome them this morning. Let them know we're on their side. Let them know we believe our God is able. Let them know we believe the Word and we're applying the Word today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Elders and deacons, would you come and step behind these right now? Lay your hands on their shoulders. I'm going to ask you to pray with them specifically and personally. Lead them to that place where they need to be in the Lord. Come on, elders and deacons. Step in behind them. Yvonne, come on. Step up here. Step in behind them and ask God to touch their hearts and to touch their lives today. Do a deep work in their heart and in their spirit. Transform and change by the power of Jesus' name. Do what only God is able to do. David and Corinne, if you're here, would you come this morning and and after we pray, lead these folks out to 103 and help me out with that. Praise you, Father. Right now, we're going to pray together. These elders and deacons are going to pray with you personally. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray for each and every man and woman that has responded today. I pray for the power that's in His name to cleanse their heart and to cleanse their life. We confess our sins to you today, believing that you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. Lord, I pray that you do a new work and a deep work in our hearts and in our lives today. Take out the things that need to be gone and replace them. Replant new growth and new life in our spirit today. Let the fire of the Word of God burn through their hearts. Let the hammer of the Word of God tear down those things that need to be gone. And let the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse them and cover them as only He can do. We confess our sin to you, and we confess you as our Lord and our Savior. We ask you to forgive us and to change us, to transform us according to your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Do your work in us right now, I pray. Do your work in us right now, I pray. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. 
a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com. 